What's up? This is Tech Lively, the podcast brought to you by The Technique, our on-campus newspaper. I'm Sarah Miller, the editor of Tech Lively. The Technique covers everything and anything about life at Georgia Tech, and so does Tech Lively. So if you want to voice your opinion, don't hesitate to reach out to us. New issues of The Technique come out every Friday, and be sure to tune in to Tech Lively's new releases. Hello, welcome to Get Lively, the Techniques podcast on campus. Uh, I am Jack Purdy, the assistant sports editor and current host of this. Hopefully someone will take over for me next year when I am graduated. Uh, with me is associate head coach of the men's basketball team, Coach Reveno. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. It's fun to fun to talk to you. Yeah. At least uh, I'm assuming it'll be fun. Well, well hey, you know, we'll you, soon, you're not wrong. We'll see, we'll see how it goes. I, I don't it's have a hundred. It's been nice to meet you, and we'll see how it goes. I'm not batting a thousand lifetime, but. <laughs> I, <laughs> pretty good here. Pretty I, I, good lately. So, so far at Tech, I, I'm not, I've not flamed out yet. Okay. Um, well, first, give us a little bit of your background, how you got to Tech, um, and just what it's been like coaching men's basketball here. It's been fabulous. I've My background is coaching student-athletes, helping them be the best they can be, and trying to build chap- championship teams. And so with that is my, what keeps me going and excited, um, that and my family, um, Georgia Tech's been a great fit, because my background is I was a student-athlete at Stanford okay. uh, way back when, way, way back when. And then um, played overseas, came back, went to business school actually at Stanford. Then I graduated and decided to get into coaching. Mm-hmm. Nice. And so coached uh, at Stanford for nine years, had some success, was a head coach at University of Portland, which is in the same league as um, uh, Gonzaga and BYU. Right, right, right. right. So uh, we had some good success and then some down years. Uh, got let go there, and Coach Passner picked me up. And I've uh, been here with him, and it's been great. Um, I enjoy Georgia Tech, the mission, um, uh, everything that Georgia Tech stands for in terms of provide, providing elite education, mm-hmm. uh, accessible elite education. It's been fantastic, and the commitment to athletics and, and being good in the great conference uh, has been has been really enjoyable. Yeah, the uh, accessible and elite education part was a big bargaining chip for me to even come here. Cause I'm from Georgia, and so the the hope scholarship whole thing that uh that makes a difference for a lot of people and so i'm glad that's also tied in with our athletics as well because that seems important yeah no i think you know from president cabrera to our athletic director todd stansbury it's it kind of runs in our dna the mission of of what georgia tech is what it was founded for the purpose it was founded and and what how we how we move forward and i actually recruit internationally uh for us Mm -hmm. and and that's enjoyable and talking about georgia tech and it's just a great school to go out and talk about it. Mean, yeah. You've got local kids and, and regional kids you're trying to recruit, but the education we're providing um, is is so elite that mm-hmm. um, it, it's something that's special. And the ACC has some good academic schools, so it's not oh, like yeah, we're up sure. against you know some poor competition. But um, when pe- when kids come on campus, they see the, the and, and recognize it's different. Yeah, no, it's the competitive atmosphere here is something that's helped me a lot um just to keep me going and to be like okay i need to, there's always someone around me that's got a, that little skill that i'm like i need to learn that and it's we're just flooded with people like that so i enjoy it a lot um let's shift to the actual team this year we tip off tomorrow which is incredibly exciting um we finished last year on a super high note um i know mid-season i was like not th- i was thinking up oh, just another one of our years where we were we win a couple big games but the tournament's probably not happening but then the tournament happened 
which was incredibly exciting. How was that whole, like, from the ACC championship to going to Indianapolis, how was that all for you? Well, last year was, you know, 2020 uh, yeah. into 2021, uh, COVID year, mass, and just, you know, you, you entered the year 2020 in the ACC season with just a lot of gratitude to mm-hmm. be playing, you know, every and you were taking sort of every day um, gingerly, yep. step by yep. step. You didn't know whether you'd be able to play that game that week. We True. lost a couple games, ended up playing 18 league games instead of the 20, and, okay. and uh um, some teams played less, and so you were just very grateful to be playing. Um, we had a COVID schedule of uh, three games in five days. Oh, we dear. were at um, we were at Clemson. We lost to Virginia here. This is a key stretch in the season last year. Where sort of we turned from that team that you're thinking, eh, I don't know about. Yeah. And that moment we turned to a team that had a chance was one that maybe could have gone unnoticed. Um, it was we had uh, Virginia and uh, Virginia at home, Clemson on the road, mm-hmm. and then um, Pitt coming back at home. Right, and it was a Wednesday, Friday, Sunday three game series. We lost to Virginia here by a few possessions, and it just was kind of a heart wrencher. Mm-hmm. Then we go to the road forty eight hours later and play at Clemson. Long story short, they bank a three in from half court to win. It was a, it ripped our hearts oh, out, man. and it, it was just brutal. We came back and played a pit team that hadn't played in a week. And we had played two games. They hadn't played because of COVID schedule. They hadn't played in a week and we played them. And, um, and, and it was, it was a tough go. And, and, and we just got it out. One of those games that when we bounced back and won that, and they were really focused, it was mm-hmm. a big game for them. And we came back and got them. Um, uh, that was a big game. And yeah. then we went on our winning streak and then we got going and, uh, we were playing really well at the right time, like mm-hmm. you said. And going from we we beat we put our last regular season at game at Wake. Mm-hmm. Then we won the ACC tournament to yep. be ACC champions, and then we went to Indianapolis, and all that was on the road. And it That's was right. uh, I gained fifteen pounds. Oh no! The team buffet and the team <laughs> meals. It was just uh, the guy. We were eating good, too good for me because I wasn't working out like the guys. Yeah. Um, Moses Wright got um, di- uh, COVID tested right, positive right. after the championship game of the ACC and wasn't able to play in the NCAA tournament. That, that was tough. Yeah. Um, and we, uh, you know, but we that, but you sort of in, you have to keep everything in perspective because we were fortunate that he wasn't tested positive before the ACC championship yes, game. Yes, because that would have we, yeah. we were probably weren't going to get a selection or anything like no. that. In that, and that so case. He, he had a positive test, um, you know, and then he had two negative tests, and then he had a positive test, oh, and no. then it was just and they worked with us, and it was all reasonable, scientifically based process but mm-hmm. it was just you have to go through it and yeah then we go to indianapolis we're quarantined it was all an experience but it was great to be there we, once in a lifetime tournament in, a, in indianapolis this year but yeah. uh, glad to do it and like to try to get back to this year yeah for sure i got I, once i saw we made it um i was like okay what are the odds they like give a student paper a press pass because we're like okay maybe there's no guarantee in my last year here we're gonna make this again so i gotta find my way in the building somehow and we had a very good crowd at that game, considering we were playing Loyola, who just needed to drive three hours to get to the to get to Butler to watch that game, and I mean, just despite, I mean, I could tell Moses not having Moses was a a factor in that game because they had I, for, I forgot their center's name, but who had got yeah, them to the Final right, Four, yeah. but he was. I, you could see pretty obviously if Moses was there, the defensive matchup would have changed so much 
throughout that entire game. Yeah, it really would have. We, you know, we played okay. I don't think we embarrassed ourselves. No, definitely but, not. But we, we, we should have. We could have played better. You know, it was, it was mm-hmm. one of those. You know, you start getting that coulda, woulda, shoulda stuff. But, yeah. But we did. We didn't play great. And I think Moses having not having Moses having to play small and do some things just really got us out of sorts mm-hmm. and um, not really out of sorts, but just didn't play our best. Like, right. You know, and and that's the deal with the NCAA tournament. You've got to play well. Yeah. You know, you you can't. You know, maybe if you're a one seed and you're really talented and you're playing a 16, maybe you can get by. But every other game, really, I mean, even that game, you, you've got to you got to play. And we played hard, really hard, but just couldn't get it going. Mm-hmm. As a when you're coaching those games and you just know our season, we we have to, we have to win to stay alive. Does is, does that game feel different for you as a coach compared to one of our normal conference games when we're just in McCamish and we might be killing a team, we might be down, but you just know you still got tomorrow. What is it like when you know there is no tomorrow for the season? Inter- great question. Interesting. Um, I think as a coach, you tend to have there is no tomorrow mentality on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a big shift, but like it's kind of like, you know, it, uh, there is there is a difference. You mm-hmm. do know that. And I think it does. Um, everyone's focused and there's an energy in the building like you were talking about, even yeah. as sort of the just there's an energy there with the fans and yeah. whether it's 3000 or 30,000, there's just energy and it, it's special, you know? So I think that's different, but, um, you know, we play, uh, Miami, Ohio tomorrow mm-hmm. and, um, and we're looking at, you know, as you walk in, what you heard us talking, I was talking to coach pastor, um, uh, who's home with his newborn. Congratulations. Yes. To yes. Him big, and his wife. Coach. <laughs> big news there. But, uh, uh, we were talking, you could hear, I mean, we had, that's the kind of conversation we would have had for an NCAA tournament game, mm-hmm. trying to figure out what the best thing to do in practice today is. Yeah. And so you have that level of preparation. Um, but it, tournament games are fun. They're special, yeah. the, the energy and whatnot preparation. You try to do the same, but at that, and once you're in the game, you're trying to win it like regular. Yeah. That makes sense. That, uh, yeah, that was as, a, as even though I was there in, as a media in my head, I was there as a fan at the yeah. same time. So I'm like, this is special. I I only noticed when I got in the arena that I was in the Hoosiers arena yeah. from the movie. I was like, I thought I recognized the windows. And then I look it up and I'm like, oh, my goodness, this feels like a, this just feels like hallowed ground. To even get a shot to play here versus I mean, I know they geographically segment in, in a normal year. So there's we probably wouldn't have played there otherwise. No, they, they wouldn't have played in uh, Hinkle Fieldhouse there at Butler. Um, but yeah, that was special. You know, the locker room was a little bit makeshift where the game before ours went overtime. Right. I remember that. Yeah. And so we had to scramble a little bit. And, uh, like I say, it was, it was a unique year when you lose in those final games where you lose, when you lose and your season's done, that feels different. Like, 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 yeah. you know, like the locker room after a game like that is a lot harder with seniors or last college game. It's just, um, it, the, the emotion there is that's where it just really kind of, and then like you're in a daze a little bit, but it hits mm-hmm. you or it hits you. Everyone's a little bit different. Um, but th- at that moment, walking off the floor that those after the final buzzer right. stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. What, uh, so what from last year that we, that the, yeah, you learned that just the team as a whole learned because we. I know we're having a large chunk of our team back this year. What what gives you hope for twenty twenty one twenty twenty two from last year? Just the 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 experience we have back, uh, the the that and that experience translates in 
to guys that understand what it takes to win at a high level in the mm-hmm. ACC defensively, the level of uh, intensity, but also technique. And, you know, we mix up our defenses going from man to zone and, and, and to keep teams off guards. So we're up the learning curve on that collectively. Mm-hmm. Uh, offensively, the same thing. We, we, we don't run a lot of set plays. We flow into some offense. Um, and we're better at all of that, you mm-hmm. know, and we're just, and so that makes me feel very optimistic. Um, I really like, um, our young guys, um, and, and, and the new guys, but Mike DeVoe back, mm-hmm. uh, as a, as a high level scoring, uh, two guard, uh, very, very good player. Jordan Usher, Khalid Moore, Bubba Parham, uh, is out right now with a knee injury, but he'll be back. And those are some vet, those are some pretty good veteran players. Yeah. Um, losing Jose Alvarado and Moses Wright's a, a big hole uh, in the middle, and mm-hmm. the point guard who everyone loved watching Jose. We so love watching. My goodness, <laughs> I love that man. <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, he was kind of. He was. You'd shake, you'd shake your head sometimes. He always was like that, just intense. And, mm-hmm. and he's with the New Orleans Pelicans, got an NBA game last night. Yeah. And, you know, he's having to adjust to no playing time in the NBA. But yes. uh, uh, he's doing well. Uh, and and uh, we wish him well. But we do miss him. He's His energy, defensive intensity. Um, we have Kyle Sturdivant and uh, uh, back at the point. And so we're, we're excited about that. I'll be – I put every game on my calendar already because I'm like, i got to get into as many of these as I can now, now that i got a year left. Um, we mentioned some COVID-related things, but at this point, I don't think I have a specific question. Just what comes to mind when you think about just how different last year was? I mean, this year obviously still have some some leftover ramifications from the COVID year of just how we're still operating day-to-day. But just what what do you, what, when you reflect on that, what do you think about nowadays? You know, again, interesting question. I, I think um, the you know the day to day a year ago. I mean, this we're into November now, but really in September, October, like I was wearing a mask in practice. We started workouts in September, where the the big the big jump for us came when um, they started recognizing that. Um, it wasn't transferred as much by um, from hand, to, right. you know. It's more so of an air thing. More of an air thing, you know, and not a surface deal as much. And so, I sound like a scientist: surface versus air <laughs> deal, you know. But I'm sure it's a more scientific term. But you get what I mean. Cause yeah. The ball and cleaning, cleaning the balls. And yeah, the, yeah. And we had less managers because just less people in the mix. Mm-hmm. And sort mm-hmm. of your tier one people that were um, had to be tested. And I, you know, hats off to President Cabrera and. and Todd Stansberry here at the at Georgia Tech for the leadership yeah. and, the, and the lab. Thanks to all the lab folks. That's, and, yeah, that was a huge catalyst oh, for just everything here. Oh, it was just it made it, you know it, it allowed us to do what we do you know and and the testing this the spitting and stuff mm-hmm. as inconvenient as it was it allowed us to do not even not even that inconvenient as everyone prefer not to have to do it. They, it was easy so I, mm-hmm. I didn't want to use I don't want to use the word inconvenient right, but right. it's like um, you know as as uh, monotonous almost as just you had to keep doing it. Yeah. But like as, as it could have been, we were able to then play basketball. Yeah. And so to be able to do that, I mean, the, the, and, and the, and the, it was all worth it because when we got on the floor, like I, for the mental health aspect of everybody, you know, and, and mm-hmm. you talk about mental wellness coming out of 
during that time, the isolation for everybody um, was really hard. And so the, I think the best part of everyone's day was being on the court. That Things makes sense. felt yeah. normal and they felt good. Saba Gigabera, our poor guy, freshman, you know, so he didn't have summer workouts last year. He was a freshman last year from yeah. the country of Georgia, Republic of Georgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, not, not, not your home state nope, of Georgia. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit different. But um, last year, so he didn't have summer workouts. He's here. And then he comes on campus. He got quarantined twice, went to the hotel. Oh, no. Two 14-day periods and never got COVID. It was just his contact trace right. back to somebody. Uh-huh. And so he was in a – and he, I picked him up the second time. He had 14 days in the hotel, kind of going nuts, yeah. you know, yeah. doing the class. Then he, had, then he was out for like, you know, 10 – or maybe more than that, three weeks. And – and he had to go back in for another contact trace. Man. And uh, I picked him up from the I picked him up from the uh, hotel, and he like it was like Shawshank Redemption walking <laughs> out, like like literally like the guy was like I had never seen it like he was walking out. And he said, he goes. I'm not going back. Man. I'm, <laughs> can't I can't go back, can't man. Go back. It was like he was like, like they're not going to catch me again. No. Like he, like he literally, like he was not going to be able to go. Like he looked at me like I can't go back in. Oh, I'm man. not doing it. And so like the toll that it played. So now we're having a normal, you know, jumping ahead and be grateful for mm-hmm. what we have. You know, now we don't have all that, and so yeah. we're able to work and do the work and get try to get better. And um, he's in great shape, as an example, so much better than last year. Mm-hmm. And, he, and as a freshman, he didn't realize what he was missing last. You that's know. true. That's true. Yeah. You know, so it was. It was. Um, I'm glad it's behind us. It's uh, so we're grateful for what we were able to do. Yeah, that I thankfully didn't somehow throughout all this did not have to contact trace or something. I got a very fortunate. Can't car deal to me. As far as I know, I've never gotten COVID. I have no idea, yeah. but because you just never know in some cases. But yeah, I could. I could. I, I had multiple friends that just were just out for two weeks and you just didn't see him. And it was. Just, I heard they did a nice job with the hotel. Like Saba, like was it was a good. Like first he was there first couple of days. Like mm-hmm. it was pretty good. Yeah, they bring yeah. Me meals. It's not too bad. I got a TV watching different right. stuff. Yeah, a nice little hotel. And then all of a sudden you're there a little longer than you like. So you got to do something different, and you yeah. just can't. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to know, based so I, I've, I've I've sat courtside for those full games. I've been I was at the the last Shashevsky game in McCamish, which just I kind of felt like a bucket list item just to even be in the same room as him. But compared last year's crowds, just what we had to do compared to what hopefully will be tomorrow night, where we'll be back at full and you'll be we'll be able to do a chance and everything. How does that did, did that difference affect like just kind of the overall experience for y'all? playing home games like when you when you have only a third of the fans there does does that feel different like a different kind of game that you're playing yes it does i mean you you as a coach you know it doesn't matter how many people in the stands mm. you got you we got all kinds of cliches as coaches yeah. we lead the world in cliches <laughs> coaches coach cliches you know there's probably a website but um or at least a twitter account i guess coach yeah. cliches you know <laughs> just but but it's true you know I mean, it's it's not true that the the crowd does make a difference. Coaches like to say it doesn't. You know, mm-hmm. you're competing because of the joy of competition. Right. It, you know, the energy that the crowd gives you, the students in particular, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Student set sections, um, ACC, and not having that makes it harder. Yeah. You know, and um, just, but but not you know the thing that really bothered me or the thing that was. Um, 
you know, my seat, I was like five, four seats down. or I was like almost on the baseline. Okay. Which yeah. was okay. Like, I didn't mind that. And I didn't mind. I liked wearing a mask because mm-hmm. the mask thing was actually cool because I could say something to the ref or I could curse to under my breath. <laughs> and you can and no it. one could tell. Yes. <laughs> you know, like, you, I could sit there and talk to myself. I had ample space. on. The, I had my six feet on each side. You could rack up imaginary technical fouls and I, have no I, penalty. I could sit there and mumble to myself <laughs> like a crazy man. That's and no incredible. one would notice. And I, and I really kind of miss. I'm going to miss the mask. For that reason, I That's think the mask, the mask, I'll miss. I'll, if you see me wearing a mask, it's not because I'm worried about disease. Because I want to talk to myself. Like I even do, <laughs> I even do it. Like in the, you know, just be able to talk to yeah. myself and no one know. Mm-hmm. I miss, I miss that. But the energy on the bench, missing that was kind of crazy. Yeah, the fact that some players were three rows back. Yeah, no, I remember that. that. The energy on the bench, like, like there's something about being in a bench i've never been in a baseball dugout but it's sort of like the trenches like it's just sort of like there's a it's that close a, proximity yeah, yeah there's a vibe there and an energy that just mm-hmm. sort of and you know it, it just can be a lot it can be fun yeah you know it can be energetic it can be you're in it together it's a, it springs some unity that that closeness literally like sweaty guys sitting next to you and you're, yeah it's, and you're able to talk to them and you yeah. can you know a player gets upset you know, and, and has a bad stretch, he has to go sit by himself, you know. Yeah. And, and I think it's a lesson for all of us on the psychology of what we need to, you know, take care of ourselves right, and feel right. good. But a player has a rough stretch, he goes sits by himself, and now all of a sudden he's sitting by himself. Whereas before, he would sit next to his teammates, his teammate would say, so maybe someone would, would chew him out a little bit, but there'd be an exchange of things, and it would just sort of, but you didn't have that. So I right. missed that. I missed that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, in that case, I can imagine. At least you get your guys with you when you come back to the bench, regardless of what you did, and that's that's something. You're at least coming home to something. But if you're sitting alone, you got to shout. You got if they got to shout. If they're sitting the far left corner of the bench and they've got to shout to you to even get to anything, like that's that's just another level of stress that distracts you from the game. I'd imagine. Yeah, and there, there's other times I realize that you, your player can't hear you, and you so you mouth something to them like rebound mm-hmm. you know, simple stuff like yeah. reminders rebound yeah. you know or just like hey you, you've got you know number 12 he's a shooter mm-hmm. you know sh- like coach will say and you as assistant will be going hey shooter shooter mm-hmm. but so so i'm so bright I, i'm sitting there mouthing things to the guys <laughs> with a mask on you know i you know really you, I, yeah i i, I, I it's sad. I mean, I, I felt badly, really bad for people that are hard of hearing that, requ- that mm-hmm. need that. You know, gosh. But, but yeah, even even on the bench, like you'll read each other's lips more than you think on the court and yeah. stuff. And then, but then Coach Passner had the famous the, face yes, shield. Yes, 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 yes. The famous <laughs> face shield. So he outthought us all. They, that, 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 I thought that was a great move. At least innovative, easy to to flip off if you need to, and then just looks like a helmet, anyways. Which <laughs> tech's weird, so why not just go all in with? Yeah, we, no, he was nothing. good with it. And then once we start winning, he's he's very superstitious. Once once we start winning, he wasn't changing anything, and he he liked it. It does it, you know. What happens is these coaches started wearing the masses chin straps, you know, and just <laughs> yes, pulling yes, them down did, all yes. the time. And um, you know, the funny thing is the coach who's wearing the mask all the time and then pulls it down to talk. Yes, you yes. know, like like he, like as soon as the player comes near him, he wants to talk to him. He pulls the mask yes. down, so that doesn't quite. Uh, have the effect but yeah um so yeah this year being normal we're gonna wear polo shirts again this year which nice. is kind of exciting i remember so. the nba saying that they're not going to change their dress code either because i think the yeah. coaches just liked it a lot so not yeah, have to no it's good and then when you're on the road you got to bring a suit and if you're on the road for a couple games bring a couple suits you gotta you know it's just nice to be able, and we do stuff we move around more in pregame mm-hmm. and stuff don't yeah. have to change and so it's good that's nice um so i've asked this this is one question i asked everyone that's come on um 
since this since this year's effectively two new groups of students on campus because some of them were here last year but they didn't really get the whole thing and so we have the 2020 2021 group then we have the 2021 22 group that's here for the first time yeah. for me when i walk around i it used to be as as I got older here, like I would recognize faces. I wouldn't necessarily know them personally, but it's like, okay, I've seen you around. Like, there's just a couple hundred examples. Just like, yeah, that, I know that person from Shell, or I know they have been in a class with me. I don't know who they are. Right. And you just, it just they keep adding up and adding up and adding right. up as you stick around. And then I remember in August, first day I'm walking to class, I'm like, well, a there's a, mi- a million people on the sidewalk, so this is weird. But also, I don't recognize anyone anymore. And I, I've been here long enough. I should recognize people, but it, I don't. Um, how did did that just basically two new sets of freshmen like affect y'all as a team? Like, does that affect you in recruiting? Like, I, for some, that's been like a direct impact. But I don't know with y'all in athletics if that touches y'all as much. Not as much because we had our freshmen here. We did our activities sort of integrated. Mm-hmm. But um, Saba, who I mentioned earlier, right. came up to the office in the fall, and he walked in and said, "I've never been in here before." And so, yeah. like, that's kind of my, you know, like, and it just sort of struck me. And then, then all of a sudden, they're going to class for the first time mm-hmm. or doing those types of things, you know, like stuff. And he's a sophomore. Yeah. And so that was sort of, it sort of struck me. Mm-hmm. You know, I love seeing people on campus. I love the crowded sidewalks. Yeah. I love yeah. the vibe and the feel and the energy of having, you know, students here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good to have that back. But you're right. It's just different. It was different. And for a lot of the sophomores, it's a different experience. Yeah. And their day's a little harder and it's classes are different for some i think it's a little easier i think uh certain classes and you're trying to do it online mm-hmm. you know i mean i think everyone learned a little bit about themselves and how they learn yeah and, yeah for sure i mean it, and if you're not it's pretty easy to space out and fade away i think mm-hmm. on a zoom class probably yeah. you know I've, you know yeah, versus I, versus when you're sitting around your peers and like you talk about the energy of the bench the energy being in a classroom around people yeah, so that matters that and matters. where that affects us so athletics we were able to to have our group and do the bulk of our team activities. Um, but our freshmen, like, you know, one, but not everything. Like some of our um, team building stuff we weren't allowed to do. Coach Pastner wasn't able to have the team over to the house, house mm-hmm. last year. Our, our team doctors just said no. Well, you know, it's a, you know, it's just we don't want to – why do that ex- excessive, yeah. you know. We just do what you have to do and nothing yeah. else. And so, um, yeah, exactly. Why have a party at your house mm-hmm. with food and everything we don't don't need to per se – um, the thing it also affected is recruiting. Like we, a golf cart tour on campus in the fall is pretty nice. Yeah. You know, with the energy yeah. you're having, to, you know, and the, and the assistant coach is driving, trying not to hit anybody. Yeah. That's pretty good yeah. versus empty, you yeah. know, and, and people can see classes and see, not classes, see buildings and see things online, but mm. they can't get the feel for the campus. Right. Yeah. And so um, the strength of Georgia Tech is the people, you know, the the people, the students, the yeah. you know, so that energy back helps us. And from 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 the fan experience to being at the game to campus, going to the student union or wherever you're going to eat, and mm-hmm. uh, and and I think all that's great to have back. Yeah, no, it'll be. It made a difference for me. I had one class that met every other week in person. I was just like, eh, kind of got there, and then I finally got one in the spring that was continually like, okay, yeah, we're gonna. There's only 30 of us. We can meet in the 200-person lecture hall, and it worked. And it was – I had never enjoyed a class as much as that just because, like, okay, I could, like, exchange with people. Like, it wasn't right. awkward you to, see like – who's in the class. Exactly. And- yeah, you're, like, actually making new friends because it's far easier to do versus a blue jeans call when you right. may not see someone in the same breakout room for the, another 
three months possibly. Right. So right. It's an interesting experience for sophomores, that's for sure. How yeah. They come back. They think they understand it. You know, they think they kind of get yeah, it. Yeah. I'm a sophomore now. I get it. I've been a freshman in college. You still haven't quite done it no, yet. No, yeah. There's so. still so many new things that like, I've talked to a couple of sophomores and like they did a lot of the big finals traditions and other things they, they just didn't know about yet because we didn't do Midnight Bud. The Mini 500 happened, but it was like very a short, it was a short time period for those that were there. Rec Parade didn't happen. Yeah. Football games were, I mean, people went, but not many people were highly, uh, wanting to go or right. anything like that so right. and just the, the, the yeah less potential um i want to shift to all vote no play um i guess i i had i learned about it about a week ago when i was researching what what your work has been but give us this the, the elevator pitch of what it is how it got started it so on june 1st last year when there was riots in atlanta and post george floyd um, we had a zoom call um with the team and we discuss sort of, you know, sort of a check-in with the team. Where's everyone's Mm -hmm. head at mentally? What are you doing? We had a great moderator um, that went around the room and and let everyone talk and then gave, you know, sort of a moderated discussion, really effective. And and Malachi Rice, a senior uh, said, you know, it got to him. He goes, you know, everyone's talking about um, what they can do and what we should do and how this impacts us. But how many of you vote? Mm -hmm. I mean, do we vote? You know, and like we got to get out and vote and you got to be consistent about it. And he kind of, you know, for two minutes short, but two minutes sort of talked about and he kind of admitted that it wasn't like he was engaged. But like Mm -hmm. if we're talking about engagement, like that's how you can create change in your community. And so it struck me and I told him that I said, you know, it makes me sad that, you know, as a 55 year old coach who's been doing this 25 years some of these problems haven't improved. Yeah. You know, uh, the fact that, that, um, you know, very frankly, as a, as a, that telling my teenage kids how to handle a traffic stop is different than an African American telling his kids how to handle a traffic stop. And you, you know, the solution, you know, we, you could discuss, but the, the reality of that really hit me. Mm -hmm. And I told the guy, I said, look, I'm going to try to do more. I don't know what I can do, but I'm going to try to do more. I have sort of assumed things were getting better. Mm -hmm. You know, you assume things are right, you know, and that, and that's the ultimate privilege where you think things are going fine because they are okay for you Um, so I just promised I'd do better and I I, but then I next day I said well what have we done about voting Malachi had a point what have we done about voting what is it as a coach in my 25 years how many times have I said to a student athlete are you registered Mm -hmm. do you know the deadline to register is today hey here go to this web page here's a piece of paper sign this out you need to vote at your home state let's do this um, I'd never done that. And the schools I had been at, Stanford, University of Portland, Georgia Tech, we had never, I'd never heard a staff meeting, department staff meeting, or a team meeting where it was talked about. Mm-hmm. And that really struck me because as educators, we should be doing some. We teach teamwork all the time. Yeah. But we don't teach that. Yeah. And so, like, being a good citizen, what that means, and voting is a big a piece of it. And we do community service. We go to children's hospitals. We help we you know do something on Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. um, uh, and and help to uh, feed some homeless and and do our part a little bit, but not. And we give we give stuff and and we do we try, but mm-hmm. like what what about voting? So, so I we came up with the idea of hey let's take Mar- let's take uh, let's take uh, let's have the NCAA have an off day on elections. Mm-hmm. And a couple of days, so I put that out on Twitter. It kind of caught fire, uh, you know. 
almost a thousand retweets and likes and oh, stuff. And, just, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, I came up with the hashtag. My wife came up with the all vote, no play. Nice. Um, and and that sort of stuck, and that became the thing. And then the students took it. The Division One SAC, which is the Student Athlete Advisory Committee okay. at Georgia Tech, we have the Student Athlete Advisory Board. I believe it's SAB here, mm-hmm. but it's nationally it's called SAC. SAC. Okay. Um, and they took it and made it a rule. And so now nice. every, but they took it further and they said, let's not just do voting. Let's engage civic engagement in education first Tuesday of every November. Nice. And so now it's a day off for that, you know, and, and, and there's some coaches push back. Well, if there's no election, we can do civic engagement on any day. Why mis- disrupt our schedule? And in season sports, I could see that. But the point was and is that we could do more as coaches. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and students, you know, we put a lot of I don't like these. A lot of these groups are reaching out to students saying, hey, students, you can do this, get yeah. engaged, do that. Well, as coaches, as educators, we can do more yeah. to help educate them, give them the space, teach them this stuff, make mm-hmm. them know it's important. And as students, Coach Anthony Wilkins on the same call raised the great point. Like he said, because our guys were feeling this heavy stuff and he the conversation was getting really he's like, you know, guys, you still need to like. Like, if you're a really high-level ACC basketball player and a Georgia Tech student, your best thing for your future is to graduate from Georgia Tech and to make the NBA or play professionally. Right. And then you'll have a – that will help your future. You don't want to become an activist right now and be down there picketing every day and yeah. drop your classes. Yeah. And, like, like that's a – if you have that desire as a Georgia Tech student to drop out and go protest, that's, you, that's a very strong itch to go – you know, yeah, like you, it's you a big shift. Carry your core. So, so as educators, it was the idea that like we can sort of help give them support to do these things in a way that sort of keeps them on their career or goal mm-hmm. path. Right. You know, as as Georgia Tech students, the most important thing you're doing now is is your schoolwork and graduating yep. and learning and grow. You're at such a like it's a beautiful time in your life where you're just trying to, it's all about opening more doors and not closing yes, them. Yes, and yes. so it's, it's like, it's so, that's why I love being on a college campus, love talking to you. It's just cause the, the, it's just this, the amount of potential for you going forward is just, it's just really cool. It's yeah. a cool time in your life. Yeah. And so the, we, as educators, we want to help. Uh, it's an, it's a thing about, and what I learned subsequently after this call was mm-hmm. that, um, what we're trying to do is help student athletes find a way to improve their life going forward. Mm-hmm. Like financial literacy is important. Yes, and all yes. that stuff's important, but also being engaged in your community, mm-hmm. you know? So where, where are you from in Georgia? Uh, Atlanta or not? Well, Atlanta, Avondale Estates. So just right. right. Next so to like if that's your community, you want to go back to like being engaged in that. What's yep. that yeah. mean? Like to better that area. So when you go back that it's like a nice place to go and yep. just raise your family. And so just thinking like that, is is what we're talking about. That's great. That's really cool. Yeah, I remember I talked to Sam Ellis, the SGA president this yeah. year, and we we discussed a little bit about him setting up the whole the, the voting at McCamish and how great. I was really bummed I'm a DeKalb voter because I would have loved to have gone there. It's amazing. Sam did Sam did amazing thing like that. That just uh, and it doesn't have to be heavy handed. And you know, as a Georgia Tech student, you might miss an election and stuff. But if as an educator here, we're telling you it's important. Mm-hmm. Just like we're going to tell you sleep's important, we're going to tell you diet's important, mm-hmm. 
and you're not always going to sleep well and you're not always nope. going to eat the right thing. Nope. <laughs> but you hear it and you learn it and you just over time, you, you're making a conscious choice. But for us not to have it in the um, conversation that like the elections are a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, if you see on campus that elections coming up, local election, and it's a big deal then you're going to make a choice. Now, if you're overwhelmed with your exams and you're, you've got a lot of work, then you might not get yeah. to it or something might happen. And I wouldn't beat your, like, it's not the end of the world, but I just want, I just think as we have a responsibility that in the last, like we haven't really held up. I don't think as, as mm-hmm. especially as someone that, you know, you work for these schools, every school, public and private gets a lot of federal and money. Mm-hmm. And so we have a responsibility to sort of support our country, our democracy, our community. And I think education educating you know voter eligible 18 to 24 year olds on what they can do is a big part of it and we have good relationships with the students as coaches we have good relationships i mean you see it in what you do the relationship between the coaches and the players is different than a lot of teachers and students yeah you you can have a great relationship with a student and that can be special and as a as a someone who's seen it i encourage students all the time to 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 make themselves available to have those good relationships mm-hmm. with professors. Yeah. It it can be huge. It has been for me, yeah. Yeah. I mean it's just it's just it could be transformational and just a great relationship. You don't have to be do it like a, from a brown nose perspective. No, Either no. Yeah. You, hit, you hit it off with somebody then 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 put some energy yeah, into that on. relationship and then and then it's a good deal mm-hmm. and then you have a mentor or a friend or yeah. whatever it is. Um but as coaches we have we're in a really advantageous position to have that kind of influence and i just thought we could do more in terms of helping our players learn how to be good citizens that's big yeah no i mean your example of like if you still have big old exam or hell week or whatever which is a massively common occurrence here at least knowing that hey the civic part's there for me when i come when i when i get out of this right that's big i mean that used to just not even be that wouldn't even be on the radar tech 10 years ago i have right. to imagine right and just like the idea that like eating you know like hey i have got i have a guy i need a good meal today yeah, and, you yeah. Know, or gosh i better get some sleep tonight i had two bad nights i mm-hmm. gotta get some sleep and then you know you get asked you go out with some friends instead and you go next thing you know you're up or you, and you start yep. doing your homework later <laughs> you do some, those decisions but you know you just kind of the trend is the right direction it's got to and as, as coaches and educators we got to be reminding the stuff that's going to help you long term mm-hmm. yeah that's big i uh that yeah that's I mean, heck, that starts. I could, my parents have done that. I've had multiple different sports coaches, and the various things I grew up and all those little things still kind of apply and they build up. And thankfully, it's all. Cha- I, I hope for me, it's channeling into those right behaviors as I get older. And the be- bit about just keeping doors open—that's huge. And I think I've realized that much more in my last couple of years. Here, of like, my time is limited here, and I'm not going to get this particular life experience again. Right. I mean, if grad school happens, it's still not the same. I mean, right. it, there's only one time that you're an undergrad and right. you're really developing yourself and finding out who you are. Right. Whether it's going to a club meeting or an office hours or something different that you, you, you're checking something mm-hmm. out or getting out of your comfort zone a little bit. And, and again, for me, what I've learned, it took me longer to learn. It's not about like if you don't like somebody, you don't enjoy that professor, you don't enjoy a class. Then stay away from that. Like yeah. you're at a great place where there's a lot of cool stuff to take advantage yeah. of. No, yeah. So you don't need to like force yourself to do something you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. You can do some really cool stuff and just sort of. But just what my thing is is just trying to. Then you should put some energy toward. Yeah. You know, and just sort of make the effort. Maybe you feel like not going to that seven o'clock, whatever it is. 
one night, but uh, you know, put the effort in. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, I actually have to go pretty soon, so I'll ask you one more question before sure. we get out of here. Um, this is a massive hypothetical. You don't have to answer it if you want. But if Gonzaga came here today, and we played a five-game set, based on the progression of last year going into this year, I mean, how good of a fight would you say we'd put up against a top program right now? Very good. I think. I think. I, I really think, and I, um, we do some things that um, that would give them trouble. And I think that we have a team and a mentality that we really can play with anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, we saw it last year in the championship game against Florida State. Yeah, you yeah. know, the NBA level guys and and really elite level team. We play with that intensity and that uh, level of execution. We really can play with anyone. And that's mm-hmm. what's exciting about the ACC is there's no one out there that we don't feel like we can compete with. We we are positioned, if things are put in the right place, to be a top five ACC team again this year. For sure. And, and if we... Um, if if you're a top five team in the ACC, you can play with anyone. That's, yeah, that's so, a big sign. Um, and I like where we're at now, so I encourage everyone to try to get out and see us. I, I like the, where the team is at. There'll be some new pieces, but playing really, you know, Coach Passner team playing extremely hard, uh, sharing the basketball. Um, we're looking forward to it. Nice. I'm really excited to go to get get out to some games. Uh, congrats to Coach Passner again for this was number four, yeah, three, number four. Wow, I was the first of four, so I, I, I feel for the I feel for their for their for those kids as they grow up. It'll be it'll be a madhouse at times, but it'll be great. Um, you can find the technique uh, all over campus. Um, I'm in the Edge Building right now. Does the technique come to the Edge Building? What's that? Does the te- yeah, that it yeah, does. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. So, well, if you're in the Edge Building, you can you can find the technique here on newsstands. Uh, we release weekly. We have one more new, normal issue coming out, and then we have our Hell Week issue, which is going to be so fun for us at least to just rag on Georgia before we probably get smashed because that defense is incredible that they have over there. Um, <laughs> But uh, our uh, editor-in-chief is Jeanette Batra. Our managing editor is Taylor Gray. And our online editor who edits this podcast is Sarah Miller. Um, my name's Jack Pretty. Coach Reveno, thank you for coming on. This was super fun. I had a yeah, great time. Yeah, a lot of fun. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jack. All right. See you all.